Hi, everybody. Welcome to Battle Ready Saints. Thanks for tuning in. I am very excited about this episode. It's one that I've been um, hoping to do for a long time. I'm talking with Noel Fenderson, who is the owner of Dangerous But Good, among other things. But Dangerous But Good, if you don't know, is one of my absolute favorite companies. It's uh, a Christian apparel company. And if you watch these episodes on YouTube, you can go back to just about any previous episode and see that I'm wearing some kind of dangerous but good shirt like I am today. Um, so if you haven't checked out that company, I would definitely recommend doing that. But today we get to talk with the owner, Noel, about dangerous but good, what it means to be dangerous but good, and um, so, some, of the, some of the other topics related to that. So Noel is a police officer. He's on the SWAT team. He has his, uh, he's involved with a number of other businesses as well. But I just wanted to welcome Noel and thank you for taking the time out of your day to come on this this channel. Hey, David, thank you so much for having me. And man, brother, thank you so much for your support of Dangerous But Good. It means a lot. You are exactly what the movement is about. So really grateful for you. Love the T-shirt. Looks really good. But <laughs> <laughs> yeah, thank so, you. It's from the yeah, new drop. Man. I see you're wearing one as well. I was kind of <laughs> Kind of yeah. relieved that we weren't matching. <laughs> <laughs> hey, that, that, it looks good on you. But yeah, so yeah, like you said, I'm, I'm Noel. And man, the most important thing about me is that I'm a Christian, I'm a follower of Christ. And then I'm married to my beautiful wife named Brittany. And we have four awesome kids. I've got two boys and two girls, uh, Lindley Grace, Wynn, Brooks, and Vivian. Uh, they go all the way from 10 to 4. So we are in a great season right now of marriage and parenting and, and business and living out our, our faith and our ministry. So really excited to be on here. Catch up with you. Yes. Excellent. Um, so what what else? I know you've got uh, a, a lot of stuff going on, but can you just kind of uh, fill in it? Anybody who doesn't know you or isn't super mm -hmm. familiar with the company, just your background with Dangerous But Good or in law enforcement, whatever else you want to share with the listeners so yeah. they can kind of understand who they're listening to. Yeah, so I became actually first became a part of Dangerous But Good as a brand ambassador. And I, I've been a police officer for over a decade and man, I, I don't know about you, but, you know, would, would kind of struggle with this idea of a Christian and living out this peaceful life, but then uh, going to war both physically and, and mentally or spiritually and really trying to reconcile good and evil and the need to uh, sometimes have to choose violence uh, and, uh, you know, sometimes problems you can't. You, you, they don't just get prayed away. Sometimes evil has to be stopped by force. And, but yeah, I think a lot of Christians, we, we struggle with that reality. Like how do we reconcile these two things? And when I got introduced to dangerous, but good, man, the name itself really just resonated with me, what it stood for, uh, you know, tying it all the way back to Narnia and Aslan, this, you know, is this, is, you know, when you ask him, is he safe? And, you know, he responds, who said anything about safe? Of course he's not safe, but he's good. And then this picture of Jesus that we, I know I did not get in the church, this picture of this, the most dangerous force in the world that has all the capabilities to just be the most dangerous thing in the world, but chooses to be good. Hmm. And is good and is the definition of good. It's where we even, you know, have a moral standard of what good is. And so that really just started this journey of learning about that. I, I do a lot of ministry, I shepherd a church currently. Uh, I've been in men's ministries for churches for a long time. And, and you and I have talked previously about, you know, some of those journeys and men not finding that deep. Uh, adventure and mission that we are created for in the church. So dangerous, but good. The, the company in itself encompasses all that. It encourages men and women uh, like you and I, who are uh, public servants who are, are serving the community, military, you know, all first responders. But then 
just the 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 normal husband and wife. We want to encourage people to live out their values of faith, family, and freedom, and to wear the values and and be intentional about what we wear. And we really want to help, just encourage people to to do that. You know, Hebrew says to spur one another on to love and good deeds. So I know that that's a big answer. You could probably ask so many questions from that, but that's, yeah. that's kind of a 30,000 foot view. <laughs> yeah, no, that's good. That, that, that is like a 30,000 foot view of all the things I was hoping we'd get to get into. <laughs> um, but so, so towards the beginning of that, you mentioned the struggle between um, seeing evil and recognizing that evil sometimes needs to be countered with force and yeah. how that doesn't seem to make a whole lot of sense sometimes to to what we're right. taught in Sunday school about what it means to be a Christian, particularly men. Right. Um, right. And that that is for sure on a lot of guys' minds. Um, in fact, mm-hmm. I, I believe this is still the most popular episode on my YouTube channel and on the podcast is when I had a guy um, who was an army sniper. Uh, he mm-hmm. came on and we we just spent the whole episode talking about that idea, like when when is it okay for Christians to use force? And people just gravitate towards that because I think it's just something that's not talked about so often. Yeah. So what, if you could just kind of explain a little bit more, like for, for somebody in law enforcement, it, like I, I know what you're talking about when you say that you yeah. see these things, but um, what, a, and, and I'm sure a lot of people watching or listening can relate. Um, but what about right. for, for those that, that maybe don't have uh, a job that takes them into the middle of that world, um, what do you what do you mean when sometimes evil has to be met with force? Like, can't we just always turn the other cheek? <laughs> yeah, man, there's so many things I could go with. Even that, even that, <laughs> yeah. the teaching on turning the other cheek, is right, that we right. take that so out of context. Yeah, uh, but really, okay. So at the end of the day, it, it's it is exactly what, what what I'm saying. How to how to live that out that. There is evil in this world that you and I have seen and that our brothers and sisters have seen, uh, especially in the military and first responder world. And that evil will not stop unless you stop it. Mm. And yes and amen, I believe in the power of prayer in the name of Jesus above every name, right? I'm not taking away all of that, but sometimes God may choose to use you and I uh, to be the way that it stopped. And, you know, if we're, we want to get on our heart, what's on God's heart and that's people and the love of people. So I always talk to guys about like, it seems like there's this contradiction where love, uh, is met with having to make a choice to stop evil. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, I. Oftentimes, one of the hardest things for me and for a lot of the guys uh, that I talk to is seeing things that are bad that happen to children. Mm. And and I think we all know, whether we're believers or not, that if there is a child being hurt, that the most loving thing that I could do would be to stop that child from being hurt. And yeah. it or would any, be or any un- future children from being hurt or any future children or any, right. I'm just using a child, uh, cause that, that you know, insert elderly insert the, the orphans and widows and insert right. anybody that can't defend themselves. It's not love to sit there and do nothing and to be passive in a situation like that. Perfect love drives out all fear. And so what, what I, what I, the, the point that I try to really bring home is there, it seems like a contradiction. It seems like there's this, this, this thing that is a contradiction, but it's really not mm-hmm. that, that at the end of the day, God cares about life, that we are made in the image of God. You and I are, we, we bear that image and we are to protect it. And all throughout the scriptures, we see this over and over and in fact, there are times where where people don't do that and they don't go to war, uh, and God punishes them for that. Yeah. So we, you know, uh, often people just don't understand that. Again, we don't hear that in church. That's not a that's not something we have a a picture of Jesus 
it's this sweet baby Jesus, maybe holding a little lamb and is almost feminine looking. And we have just taken masculinity completely out of it. So men don't have a mission. They don't understand how this, this deal. And yeah, and, yeah and I could go on and on. Yeah. The, and there's something in men that, that seems to tell them that that's not right. You know, like, like men seem yeah. to want to struggle against something evil. Like they, they want to participate in a struggle that's worth something that, that that's not meaningless. And when you take right. that away from them, like you just kind of get these like husks wandering around, just kind of bored of everything because you were meant to participate in an epic struggle against evil. That's what you mm. were built for. And when you take that away and it's like, no, you just have to sing these songs that are the same four chords. And we just have to talk about love and kindness and forgiveness, which are all important, but yep. they're not, they're not, they're, they're the context of them is so stripped of anything that makes sense to a lot of men out there. You know, like, like you got into law enforcement, I'm sure for like very similar reasons that, that a lot of, a lot of us do, which is that you wanted to do something that mattered. You saw that there mm -hmm. was evil in the world and you didn't want to just sit and let other people deal with it. You wanted to be part of the solution. Right. Um, so it, uh, incidentally, yeah. where, where are you a, a police officer? Uh, so now I'm in a town of Carterville. So I'm sure you've heard of Memphis, Tennessee. Mm -hmm. We are a suburb just to the east. And so we're, you know, just Tennessee is a it. great state. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it is. It is. And, you know, Carterville is an incredible department. I'm really thankful to be there. Yeah, that's great. Um, yeah. And no matter where you are, you see the same things. Um, it just mm -hmm. at different frequencies, you know. Um, so. Yeah. I, yeah. that's funny. I, I have an uncle who really wants me to move to Tennessee and it's hard to say no, cause it's a really nice state, um, <laughs> but come anyway. on. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I think it's important to establish that the existence of that evil that does need an answer to particularly yeah. for people that are not so sure about this idea of being dangerous, but good. Or if that sounds like kind of crazy to them or like, all right, well, I guess right. you're all, you're all a bunch of high strung guys that, that, you know, just, uh, are looking for ways to get out your energy and this just, you know, clicks for you, but it's not for everybody. But I think that that's a very Western mindset because we're so far removed from a lot of the evil that needs to be dealt with. Mm -hmm. You know, I'm, I'm right. sure even so when you first got into law enforcement, I know for me anyways, um, I, I work in an area that, uh, I, I grew up near. And so I, mm -hmm. I knew of that area. And, uh, and then it's when I started working as a police officer in that area, I was like surprised at the amount of crime and like terrible things that were going on. And they just, they don't make the news because they happen so often, but a lot of right. people that aren't in that world are just removed from them. And, right. um, so I think, one of the things that Jesus says that it kind of goes along with this, and it's in that that same passage as the turning the other cheek, but he says, blessed are the peacemakers, for they will mm. inherit the world. And what's interesting is that he doesn't say peacekeepers. Mm. That's good. He says <laughs> peacemakers, good. right? And so, <laughs> yeah. so, so the idea is that you have to actively jump in, get your hands dirty, and sometimes make peace. And that's what yep. law enforcement does. That's what our military does. They're they're peacemakers. It's not that right. they 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 sacrifice everything all in the name of keeping some kind of sentiment of peace. It's that right. no, w as Christians, we're charged with making actual peace. Right. Yeah. And and you know, and God talks about this. I mean, all throughout Scripture, I, I always go to Romans and think about Romans mm -hmm. that you know we you know in our context we have you know batons and uh guns and things like that and knives but you know he says hey they don't they don't carry a sword for no reason mm -hmm. that you know we're we're appointed to do that and to serve and protect those that can't protect themselves so yeah it's it's uh the 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 biggest challenge i think and i don't know if you experience this in in the law enforcement side is they just can't they don't understand how to live a peaceful life, but also have to use violence and they Other struggle with that. Officers? Yeah. And mm -hmm. you know, that that's just a big struggle. And 
Um, so if we can help equip men and women to, to, to see that, Hey, this is all part of the story and that we're, we're in this war yeah. uh, and invite men and women into this war and this battle that's been going on since the beginning of time. And that's why yeah. we love movies. That's why we love these movies where there's this, this hero and there's yeah. you know, this war going on. There's this battle. Like we love that. Mm-hmm. So we're, we're in it. We're actually living it. Like we, 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 we want to bring people into that. Yeah. Yeah. There's, there's a reason why those kinds of stories call, like they stir something deep inside us. Like that's right. why all the greatest movies are about things like that. And, right. and that's because we're story driven creatures. We were made to mm-hmm. resonate with certain narratives and it's because they're pointing us towards the purpose that we were built for. So, right. all right. So we've, there's, there's evil out there and mm-hmm. we have, we have these Christians that, Maybe they recognize that and and so they mobilize against it, but they're kind of caught between feeling like a Christian and doing what they see needs to be done. And then so enter dangerous but good, yeah. that company, yeah. that that concept. How does that address this issue that we're talking about? Right. Well, you know, I mean, the the most dangerous people that I know and that you and I know they don't showboat it around. Like they don't walk Mm. around like where you you're just thinking that about them. They're not talking about it. The last thing that you and I want to do is to have to hurt someone. Mm. Uh, That's the the last thing that we want to do. And so, but you know, I'm, I'm thinking who's it? Jordan Peterson that talks about Mm. this a lot. Like it's the cape it's, it's being capable yeah. to to be a violent person it's yeah. not that you want to but the being capable to and to be able to if you have to that's what we're we're saying that's what it because if you're not if you don't possess that capability to be a dangerous and violent person well then there is no harboring of you not having to do that you're just kind of right. a weak person right yeah, if you're incapable of anything else, it's not a virtue that you're not doing anything else. Right. You're just, you're just <laughs> exactly. not able to. <laughs> right. Exactly. And and I don't I don't I, you probably don't either. Like we don't walk around again going back to like I don't I don't just think like man I'm just this dangerous person, <laughs> right? If yeah. anything, we probably that's why we train. That's why we're always training, and that's why I do jujitsu. That's why mm-hmm. I, I train in firearms. It's like. Uh, I want to be able to protect those that can't protect themselves when the time comes. And it, yeah. if anything, for the uh, for the the men and women that are out there just listening that aren't in law enforcement or in the military, we still, if you're a husband especially, you have an obligation to protect your family and your wife yeah. and your kids if you have kids. So yeah. if there's a bump in the middle of the night, you don't roll over and ask your wife, Hey, go check that out. And we, it would be wrong if we did that. <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Agreed. Yeah. I think it's interesting. I, I recently read a book. Um, it was called the, the masculine mandate. Um, mm-hmm. I, forget who, I forget who it's by, but it was really good. And, um, kind of the theme of the book was, he was saying, well, what is, what is man's mandate? And he goes back to Genesis and God, before mm-hmm. the fall puts man in the garden to work it and to keep it. And he goes into yeah. the words working and keeping that are used in the Hebrew and, you know, working with the idea of developing and growing something and keeping there's an mm-hmm. idea of guardianship. Like there's a responsibility yeah. to maintain what, what you've worked to build so far or what's been given to you. Like, so there's, right. there's a, that there's that responsibility there. So like when we apply this to the family, it's exactly like what you said, there's a responsibility for every man to work and to keep his family. And part of keeping is physically keeping it. Right. Right. So if there's, right. there's that bump in the night, there's a danger to your family. It is automatically falls on your shoulders primarily to yeah. go deal with that and make sure that you are the guardian of your family and, and right. men in general. And it, well, I'll ask you a question after this, but men in general, <laughs> um, We'll, we'll tend to adopt that in, in different spheres, you know, like the, the leadership of church, of, of churches, right. there are, are men that have taken the responsibility to work and to keep their church or anyone, anybody involved in a ministry mm-hmm. is participating in that somehow, you know, and, and then right. certainly 
like in what we're talking about, first responders and military, those are guys that are working and keeping areas of responsibility. Um, right. But one of the things I did want to ask you is we're talking a lot about men and, and masculine mandate and what, uh, you know, being the head of a family and all that. Is this idea of being dangerous but good solely for men or is there is there a message for women in there as well? Oh, absolutely. You know, I, I have a heart. I was I was raised from a single mom. So, you know, from a you know, divorced family, like absolutely it applies to uh, the, the women out there and especially women and law enforcement in the military. I mean, they they understand what we're talking about. But, yeah, mm-hmm. the 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 sweet thing about women and moms is they've got the mama bear, right? Like they they almost have it instilled in them more than we do sometimes. <laughs> When it comes to uh, kids, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, you think about that, but yeah, I think that you know there there is a natural order of a man and a woman, and mm-hmm. uh, God put us in, and you know we are wired different. When when God has the the woman and the man in view, He does not say y'all. He gives different commands mm-hmm. to both. Yeah, and so so there is a there is a different level of that, but but for single women, uh, for women that you know maybe widowed or whatnot. There, there's still absolutely a responsibility. Yeah. And again, it's not, I'll, I want to drive home dangerous, but good. It's not in itself all just you are dangerous, but good. Mm-hmm. It is who we are in Christ. Mm-hmm. Like we are a new creation and yeah. in Christ, we have this power that if you were to just read through like Ephesians 1, that the same resurrecting power that rose Jesus from the dead, like that is in us. Right. And man, yeah. we don't dwell on that. This is not the message we we grow up and hear in, mm-hmm. in Sunday school. And yeah. so there's so many, so many things we can unpack with that. But well, yeah, that's a good it's who they are. That's a good point to drive home. Is it like dangerous but good isn't a company about whipping people up into frenzies over how dangerous they are? Like the symbol. Right the lion that's not mm-hmm. me like i don't wear this because like oh i'm like the lion the lion's right. christ right it's just yeah, a amen. reminder of who we serve and who we should amen. reflect who we should amen. be reflecting in in who we are and um yeah amen and and you know we are part of the pack we're not the ultimate lion like you said jesus right. is right? right and we we are part of it. so that that's such a I definitely appreciate you bringing that back up just to reiterate that. Like it is Christ in us. That is where it's coming from. Yes. We strive uh, to be protectors, uh, providers. We strive to be able to be defenders of, of our freedoms and our families and our faith. But ultimately it's Christ in us. Like it's his strength, mm-hmm. uh, our weakness. You know, we, we boast in our weakness because in him we are strong right so mm. that that is absolutely it. it is the what you're wearing strength and courage right, right? that is uh i forget the the philosopher that would say this is it's it's a hundred percent your responsibility and it's a hundred percent god's responsibility and somehow those worlds merge together so yeah. we don't get to be passive and uh do nothing you know and, and sit on the couch and do nothing like we have an active role to play in this but we right. always have to remember it is Christ. He's the king and it's through him. So, yeah. Yeah. Any, um, I, one of the other things I wanted to get to, and, and you brought up the, uh, uh, we're part of a pack, um, which, you know, going with the lion analogy, mm-hmm. like, I guess that would be a pride, but anyways, um, <laughs> we're part of a, a group of Christians. We're, we're part of the church, right? And, and how, yeah. how important how important that is, uh, be, you know, it's one of the things that we're commanded to do to gather together as the body of Christ. So we're, we're not, right. we're not the lion. We serve the lion. And, and the way that we do right. that is with the body of Christ. Right. What, That's right. Do you have, um, do you have a, anything to say to like kind of the, the loner type of Christian, mm-hmm. you know, because I think, um, this is something that a lot of, a lot of us can probably relate to is, you know, church people are fake. Um, mm, yeah. I, that I, I don't fit in 
I've had certain bad experiences and I just, Mm -hmm. I function better alone and I still serve Christ. I'm still a Christian. I pray every day. I read my Bible every day. Mm -hmm. I just don't do the the church thing. Um, How does that affect someone's ability to be dangerous, but good? Yeah. So there's a lot of things I want to say with this question. First, I would challenge this the perspective of everybody that church is not a building. It is not an institution. It's not a place you go to that we we are the body of Christ. We are part of of the ecclesia. So we are the church. Mm-hmm. So uh, we don't necessarily mean you got to go to a building. So for those that are thinking in that just to just to change uh, the paradigm in that, but everything happens better in community. And I, I was actually reading a book recently and, and he said the two most important things that he would say in the Christian walk are solitude and community. Hmm. So uh, I've been chewing on that for weeks now and I've spent some time in solitude and in community. And uh, it's just so, so important that we are doing both and the Christian walk is not meant to be walked alone. Uh, it is it is meant to happen in community. Uh, you know, I, I talked to a guy just yesterday, and he's going through a really difficult time, and he has nobody to to talk to. He has nobody to reach out to. So uh, it's not just for when times are hard, but for when times are good. That mm. you know, training happens better than in community. Like we know this, like. Uh, in the jujitsu world, if you're just mm. rolling around by yourself, <laughs> it's not going to go too well. Uh, you're not going to be able to achieve the next level just doing it by yourself. Mm. When we're doing firearms training, there, there are, of course, times where you need to focus on the fundamentals, but it's sweeter in a group. Like we're challenging each other. We're, you know, helping yeah. each other. Certainly in the, uh, in the context of a SWAT team, you know, team tactics. Yeah are a whole right. new world. And you can be the, well, that's one of the first things I learned when I got on the SWAT mm-hmm. team is you could be a fantastic shot. You could be a better shot than everyone on the, not that I am, but I'm just saying you could be a better shot than everybody on the team. But yeah. if you don't know team tactics, you're more of a liability than an asset. So that's right. Like you you that's have right. to be able to function in a team. Right. And that's, you know, that's a whole nother thing we could talk about too, that mm. we're, we're looking for people that can work with the team and it's not this I mentality. So yeah. same, you know, circling back to the church and the body of Christ, uh, you know, we there, there's a command that we see in Scripture to not neglect gathering together, uh, mm. to spur one another on to love and good deeds. Yeah. And that word spur one another on, it means to provoke. It means that we don't naturally want to do that. We need people to challenge us and to, to, to really poke us and prod us to do that. So it's just so hard to do alone. Yeah. Uh, I have, I have a, a a great example that someone shared with me one time that our walk is kind of like a washing machine. And if you ever had a washing machine that if one of the legs is off and the spin cycle, Mm -hmm. it just goes crazy. Yeah. So he, he said, our life is constantly in the spin cycle and we need four things that we need to be grounded on. And one of them is community. Mm. And so you could be really good in the word. You could be really good in prayer. You could be, you know, really good reading your Bible. Uh, name all these, these Christian disciplines at fasting and things like that. But sure. if you're missing the community aspect of it and the spin cycle of life, you're just going to get rocked. And eventually you get rocked long enough, you break. Yeah. And so that picture example, uh, that is how important it is. Uh, and to be dangerous, to be mm. dangerous, you're, you're more dangerous in a community than you are by yourself. Right. Yeah. Yeah. There's a reason it's a SWAT team and they don't just send the yeah. best guy in alone. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And, and just as a word of encouragement to anybody who's listening, who might be thinking like, yeah, that sounds great. Maybe you've all found people that you fit in with and I just don't fit in. Um, I, I very much understand that feeling, you know, particularly feeling like I've, like I've tried, I've tried the church thing and I just, it's, it doesn't seem a place where, where I'll fit in. 
And what I mm. promise you is that there's other people that feel the exact same way. And probably, yeah. probably some of them are the ones that you're looking at thinking, well, they, they have it easy because they fit in, but yeah. they don't, they don't feel that way. You know, we, we, a yeah. lot of us feel very isolated and it takes work to yeah. be the one to go and find other people, find that community, build that community ourselves instead yeah. of just waiting for somebody to come to us and like yeah. be everything we thought we should be able to to have in a church like sometimes you got to do the work sometimes it clicks and it's great maybe you 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 can't relate to any of this and you're like i love church it's my favorite place <laughs> right. to be and that's right. great you know but sometimes it takes work to get to that point you know some people yeah. um there's a church culture in america that's not necessarily the body of Christ that Jesus is talking about, that Paul's talking about. And, yeah. you know, kind of like what you were saying, you know, it's not a building. It's, it's, it's people who serve Christ as their Lord and Savior. And you right. just, you gotta, you gotta find other people that you can struggle with against your flesh, against the powers and mm. principalities, and that will help hone you in yeah. your walk and, and in your effort to be dangerous, but good. But it's uh, so sorry. good. Yeah, I just wanted to offer that bit of encouragement. Yeah, it can it's feel, really good. It can be depressing. <laughs> it can be. And just to further that on, I really appreciate appreciate you empathizing and saying that because, man, you and I know there are fearless warriors that will go into a gun battle but are scared to death to walk into a church or to walk into a men's group. Mm -hmm. And man, I get that. I, 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 pre I really, I'm grateful that you said that because it is so true. I know guys that I would not want to meet on an alley, but man, mm -hmm. they would, they are scared to wake up and come to a men's group or, or to walk in a church. And, oh man, if they could just know the sweetness of it and pushing through that, uh, yeah. that man, it's so good. And, mm -hmm. and it does take a, you know, it takes prayer and finding the right church and finding the right group of men and women to do that with. Because mm -hmm. most of the time, you know, like we mentioned, you know, your biblical masculinity is about, you know, checking boxes and a list of do's and don'ts. And there's not this mission that they're invited into. Right, uh, right. So it's hard. It's hard. And man, it breaks my heart. So I appreciate you saying that. Yeah. Yeah. But if uh, if we're if we're struggling against those things that we've been talking about, you know, if our if our main priority is are, are things of the kingdom of heaven, not the things of this world, and we're just throwing ourselves into serving Christ, you'll meet other people like that, and you could have nothing mm -hmm. else in common with them. But if you have that in common, that's all yeah. you need, you know. Right. Yeah. Um, so good. So yeah, yeah. Um, so your shirt says "Faith, Family, and Freedom," yep. and that's the kind of the slogan you see on a lot of dangerous, but good stuff. So what's the idea behind that? You know, we, we talked about being dangerous, but good, the name of the company, what does it mean? We, we talk about, uh, living out the values of faith, family, freedom. So what are those values? Yeah, that's right. So man, this is bringing us back to our foundation as a country, uh, foundation from the beginning of time. Uh, the, these are our values. These are what we want to encourage people to wear and to live out. And these are the most important uh, things that they all encompass faith, family, and freedom. So your faith, uh, your family, and, and the freedom that we have, freedom in Christ, freedom as a country, uh, mm -hmm. the right to be free. There's so many things that encompass that, but that's, that's what it is. We, it's simple. Uh, it's, it's just keep it simple. We want you to, to live that out and to wear it. So yeah. that's that's what it stands for. How does uh, how is this message, but you know, the, all of it wrapped up into a being mm -hmm. a, a Christian who's dangerous but good, living out mm -hmm. these values of faith, family, and freedom? What's it like um, having a, running a company with that kind of message? How's that received? In well, we'll start with just church culture. How have you found that yeah. to be received in church culture? You know, it's it's really interesting. Uh, you know, you've heard of the South as the Bible Belt. Mm -hmm. uh, well, where I'm at, uh, it's joke. We joke. We say Memphis is like the belt buckle of the Bible Belt, <laughs> and so it's really interesting. There, there are a percentage of of men and women that 
or it it's not that they're against it but they 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 can't figure it out like they don't understand kind of going back to the beginning of our conversation like what how can you be dangerous but follow Jesus hmm. uh that seems to contradict itself um there are people that don't like guns um there are people that are really against that uh, I know, even in the South, that <laughs> there are those people. Um, Shame. But, yeah, but what, what m- the majority of people, they love it. It resonates yeah. with them. Um, it is It inspires them. When we wear our values, uh, one thing, I'm a very evangelistic person. I love sharing the gospel and talking about, you know, all things of the kingdom of God and so I get so many different into so many different conversations by wearing t-shirts. So it's, it's intentional when I, what I'm putting on, right. Yeah. Uh, what I'm representing and I have to live up to that. And it's cool to be able to share that message. I'm sure you get the same thing prayerfully. Yeah. I hope that yeah. when you wear shirts like that, people ask you about it. Yeah. And, it's, uh, so I'm, I'm in the Northeast. I'm in uh, Pennsylvania, right outside Philly. Mm-hmm. And, uh, there's, I would say there's, well, generally speaking in the area, less of a receptivity to Christianity than probably mm-hmm. Memphis. But, um, but I found a pretty good mix of both where like, I got like pretty involved in the gun community. So mm-hmm. people in that community are interested because the, the shirts aren't like flashy billboards. They're, they're pretty right. like that. That was the other thing that I really liked about uh, the company when I, when I first kind of stumbled across them on Instagram back in like 2018, mm-hmm. um, they, they weren't, they, they were subtle enough and stylish enough that like, I would be okay wearing that. But then mm-hmm. w- if there's somebody who's actually paying attention to what the message is, they right. have questions, you know, and that opens right. up whether it's Christians, they find it very encouraging and they think it's sweet that there's a company that's making those kinds of, that, that putting out that message on yeah. clothing and, right. uh, and even people that, that aren't Christian, but that there's a lot of people that resonate with just the idea of the values of faith, family, and freedom. And hopefully, right. you know, that curiosity, uh, nudges them closer to the truth. Yeah, um, that's right. Yeah. I I've definitely found that to be the case too. Yeah. And so, and you know, I, I challenge people too, that, man, we gotta, we gotta be intentional about what we wear and, there are some companies out there that I love, but then when I see the the way they promote or what they do, it, man, it really breaks my heart because they're influencing mm-hmm. so many people. And um, especially if you're going to wear the banner of Christ, like we represent right. the King, and that is not something uh, we're ambassadors, right? So it says in Second Corinthians five that we we have. Uh, a, a message from the king that we are representing. So, man, I take that to heart. It, it means a lot. And uh, again, I, I pray that this encourages conversations and for us to, to think about how do we do that? How do we love Jesus most importantly? And then that, you know, obviously falls into how do we love our family? How do we be amazing fathers and husbands? And how do we defend freedom? And not just, you know, freedom, like the American freedom, but also our freedom in Christ. Mm-hmm. So that there's so many, so many things like that that we could talk about, but that's. Yeah. yeah. Are, so are they, are they in that order for a particular reason? Faith, family, yeah. freedom? Well, I mean, faith is where everything flows from, right? Faith is, is our, it's our moral compass. It's our true north. That is, that is the foundation. Everything flows from that. And I know there, there are people that I know that are not followers of Jesus and they're still pretty good husbands and fathers, but mm-hmm. it's not how they were created. It's not how they were wired. Right. Mm-hmm. So to be the ultimate standard of someone that's made in the image of God, uh, pursuing Jesus is the best way to love your family and to, to understand the true freedom. Uh, so, so yeah, we, we want to encourage that, but yeah. <laughs> yeah. It, it can get when, when we're something that I've been just thinking about lately, uh, is, is, you know, the balance of 
ministry and work and family and all of that mm-hmm. and how like you have to have your priorities straight yeah because if you just kind of try to make it up as you go that's where disaster tends to happen and yeah. particularly particularly when you have kids and mm. particularly if you have a demanding job or a ministry that uh seems to be very fruitful that you can just keep pouring more and more of yourself into right um it can be hard to know when to to stop and invest more in mm-hmm. family time. And so just, just kind of as like a sidebar, do you have, because just cause this is such a big issue in, in both the, the law enforcement community, like there's guys that just yeah. disappear into that world. And right. like, it's, it's hard enough to spend time with your family if you're not being super intentional about it. Right. And it, and, right. and it, it can be so difficult because you're like, I'm fighting crime. Like, what? Like, how could I be the bad guy here? You know, like I've I've got to yeah. go do important stuff. Uh, or or in in the Christian world, in the church world, there's pastors, yeah. there's people that are that are really involved in ministry that they could just keep pouring more and more of their time into these really good things, and they can just point to all the people that are coming to Christ, all the people that they're helping. Right. And so, fam, family, you've just got to hang tight because God's using me in a mighty way. So. Any yeah. uh, any thoughts on how to how to balance that? How we should be prioritizing? Yeah, uh, where where we invest our time? Yeah, well, there's a thing that some of the guys that I meet with we we talk about, and this is an old old Matt Chandler video, uh, but he he talks about when you pull into your driveway, you are walking into the most important meeting of the day. And that you don't want to give your family the leftovers. And so we going going back to the solitude and community, mm. man, we we've got to find time to ruthlessly eliminate hurry from our life and to guard our calendar and to give our family a hundred percent that they are the priority. And that if you succeed at work and you succeed at it, whether it's ministry or in, a, in the uh, other vocational world, but you fail at your family, then what, I mean, we, we that's too often the story. And yeah. so, yeah, it's, it's something that you got to prioritize it. It is, it is primary. I, I try to see things in terms of their spiritual reality. Cause I think that that's, mm-hmm. it, it, it might not feel this way, but that's where they're more real than their physical reality, you know? Yeah. Um, and so it might feel like, you know, if we use the, the, uh, the police officer, for example, it might feel like mm-hmm. you're doing a lot of good, like you're, you're, you're fighting the good fight by right. putting, pouring everything that you've got into that world. Or it might feel like you're, you're doing things right in the spiritual world. If you're involved in a ministry or a pastor and you're, you're counseling people, you're evangelizing, you're bringing people to Christ but the Bible is really clear about the order of priority. Like, first mm, of all, yeah. your, your walk with God needs to be there. If you're just, if you, if you're, if you don't have a relationship with him and you're doing these things ultimately because of how it makes you feel, because if you're, if you're not doing it to serve him, then you're doing it for yourself. And that's worth nothing in the spiritual right. world. When we stand before God and like the first Corinthians three talks about how everything that we do is going to be tested with fire and all the mm. worthless deeds be burned away yeah you might have done something that's objectively good but right. when you stand before god and and he tests it he's testing your heart he's not testing yeah. what everybody thought was going on and right. so if your heart if your heart's in the wrong place it just right. burns up you know our, and our family is is more important than our job and our and even our ministry you know and yeah. so if your family is just languishing without you they don't have a father they don't have a, a husband there mm filling the role that they're supposed to fill, then you're yeah. losing spiritual battle. The, the enemy is mm-hmm. winning there. Like, I yeah. mean, I'm sure you could, we could, you know, go on for hours probably talking about the, the ways that we know, not, not even the ways that we're unaware of, but the ways that we know the enemy has tried to attack us from the yeah. angle of separating us from our family. Right. You know, so true. It's so true. And, and man, just like you said, like we're going to have to give an account of everything that we've done. And I think if you really look at uh, the Christian life and you think about, especially in terms of discipleship, it's generational, right? It starts with the family. It starts yeah. with 
with the wife and you look at Ephesians five and how important it is to disciple her and mm. uh, the responsibility of our kids. And even I, I was thinking, as you were talking about the qualifications of an elder and mm. that one of them to be able to manage your own household well. And, yeah. you know, those qualifications, we should all aspire to them, whether or not we're trying to be an elder or called to be an right. elder or not. Yeah. These, these are aspirations for all Christians and managing the household. But yeah, it starts with you. It starts with the gospel that you realizing in and of yourself that you can't do it. And all of our deeds are like filthy rags and it's his righteousness that, that we get in exchange for our sin. So it starts there. It's foundational with your personal walk yeah. uh, as a, as a Christian. So that's a good word. Yeah. And, and all of this is wrapped up in the idea of being dangerous, but good because the, the primary way that we do it, I mean, we've been talking all around, but the point that we're making is to be dangerous but good doesn't mean just you can shoot a bad guy if you have to, or you can do right. jujitsu. It's, it's, those are all aspects of it. Yeah. But the main thing is spiritually, are we formidable spiritually in yeah. Christ, like you said, because we can't be in and of ourselves. Right. So if you've, like, it doesn't matter if you're, if you're just a, not just a, but like if you're, if you work in a job, like an office job and it's not something where you're actually physically fighting bad guys, this message is still just as much for you because the primary way that we fulfill the mandate to be dangerous, but good to, to answer the call, to partake in the epic story that's unfolding and engage in the struggle against the powers and principalities and against our own flesh. The primary Mm -hmm. way we do this is by reading the word, being in prayer, walking with God, fulfilling our mandate as husbands, as fathers, right. as men of the church. And for the women that are listening, for the, the same the same goes for them. The way that they're taking the fight to the enemy is by being the the, the mothers, the wives, the women of the church, these people that, that they were called to be in Christ. You know, Ephesians 2 talks about the good works that God's prepared for us to do. So like mm. you specifically have good works that God has assigned to you <laughs> yeah. to go and and do. And that's that's how we do all of this. It's not just being physically dangerous. That's a manifestation right. of this idea. But the the main point is the spiritual idea. Yeah, and it's it's it. That's what everybody listening. We want you to hear, uh, man, David. You just say it so well. We're inviting you into this story, mm-hmm. into the story that we're already in, in this epic battle that we're in, whether you know it or not. So I hope you know. I pray that people listening will just kind of be like, man, we are in a war. And whether you're sitting at a desk, just like you said, or you're physically in a war, we're all in a spiritual war. And if you don't know you're in a battle, man, that's a dangerous place to be. So we, you've got to be dangerous in this war. You've got to fiercely fight the enemy spiritually and sometimes physically. So you Mm. have to be dangerous or you'll end up as a casualty, right? Yep. So that's a good word. Yeah. So any any f- final thoughts either about this idea that we've been that we've been talking about for the past forty five minutes, or um, if, if if you have any any anything else that you want to include, then then by all means let's let's talk about that. Or if not, what about for the person that's like, well, I want to be dangerous but good, but uh, I'm not sure where to start. Yeah. <laughs> Man, I, I think, so we go back to, we, we boast in our weaknesses because of Christ. So I would start there with remembering who we are and whose we are in Christ, mm-hmm. that it's a cool thing to fight from victory instead of for victory. So let that be the foundation. And then just know that, man, I just, I just love this picture of like, Jesus is inviting us into this mission and everything that we think that we want and desire and and need, it's all found within the mission of God and that Mm -hmm. we are in a war that there are, there are souls on the table there are so many lost people that need the gospel and there are, there's evil that has to be stopped. And yeah. so, to so recognize you're in a war, 
prepare like you're in a war. And this, this is not, again, uh, in First John, it says that his commandments are not burdensome. So this is not something that we're trying to put a weight on your shoulders. This should be a weight lifted. And this yeah. thing of like, man, I just imagine like if you and I were, were going to battle, right? And back in the ancient days, we're putting that armor on and we're proud, right? And, and that's, that's the picture we're wanting to paint, right? Mm-hmm. That we're, we've got a cause to fight for, that we are trained and equipped, that we're prepared that we want to be good husbands, we want to be good fathers, we want to be good tag team members, right? All of the above. Or if we're in an office, we want to lead out well in the workforce, and that that is our our responsibility, our relational network to reach them for the gospel. So that is what I want to communicate the most about this whole concept. That is dangerous but good. That is faith, family, and freedom. Uh, yeah. That is what we stand for. That is what we want to fight for. And that is what you and I will fight for till the day we die. So prayerfully. Yeah, absolutely. Amen. That's awesome. Yeah, man. Just like, uh, just like anything cool, <laughs> uh, there, it takes work. Yeah. Right. Um, you, t- you, you know, you, you see the, uh, we, we talk about being on tack teams, you know, and mm-hmm. you see an operator who's been doing it for a long time and they just, or, or like a, a team that just knows what they're doing and that's yeah. awesome. And you just want to jump in and be just yeah. like them. Yeah. But the reality is you won't be, you know, it takes, it <laughs> takes, it takes work. It takes dedication right. and dedication is right. more important than motivation. So just hopefully this conversation is motivating to the people that are listening, but it'll yeah. take more than that. It takes that dedication to service to Christ and putting in the reps, you know, um, dry fire is boring. Uh, maybe like, <laughs> dr- like push-ups are boring. Probably like repping triangles or whatever it is that you're working on in, in jujitsu <laughs> can be boring, right? Yeah. But but that's the foundation that all this other stuff's built on. And so in in what we're talking about, a lot of people seem to want seem are like, yeah. I, everybody always says read the Bible and pray, but like, yeah, because. That's the foundation, <laughs> right? To be in the word daily, be in prayer daily, be cultivating your walk with Christ daily. And as you were talking, I was reminded of um, like like you were talking about if people could just see this and and work out of their identity in Christ and understand they're not working for victory, but but from it. Uh, I was reminded of uh, something I saw on Instagram of I think it was Paul Washer, and he was talking mm. about uh, how much. God loves us and how mm. if if we would yes. just wrap our minds around that if we would just focus on his love mm. for us that's yeah. that Amen. would propel us into all of this and so you know if you're not sure what to focus on if you're not sure where to start you know start be in the word be in prayer mm. and just think about how much God had to love you specifically to for all the events that we see in the Bible unfolding to the climax where Christ yeah. comes and does the work on the cross so that we can be his so that yeah. we can have a right relationship with God in him, man. Amen. Yeah. That's so good. So. And, and to think too, like this, this fires me up. I could talk about this for hours. Like, yeah. Like if you open up the Bible, like, yes, it is, you know, there are historical documents and things that have taken place, but we're actually in it. Mm. Like we're in the Bible. Like mm-hmm. it, if you look at John 17, Jesus talks about the, the, the people that he prayed for and, and like, that's us like that. Yeah. We're part of that downline. And then if you fast forward to revelation and what's yep. taken place and what will take place, like we're in it and man, it's just so exciting. And that, yes. man, that will, you need a reason to wake up tomorrow. How about <laughs> the promise of our savior? Like yes. praise the Lord. And that's, yeah. That's such a good word because we can easily, as men, I know, I know men, I know like we're sitting here listening, like, okay, what do I got to do? I got to train. I got to read my Mm -hmm. Bible. I got to, and man, we just start creating this checklist. (laughs) And man, if, if, if guys and girls would do what you just said, David, and just rest in the gospel, Mm. man, just breathe, just go in the woods and be alone with God. Mm -hmm. And man, 
that right there, that would that would revolutionize Christianity in our walk. Yeah. Man, you talk about new men and women walking a different <laughs> way after that. So I've been really big in that in that solitude. So that what you just said was so good. Resting in God's love. Man. Yeah. So it's awesome. so I, I you know, you brought up Paul Washer. Isn't that what he yeah. says? He's like, the Christian walk is so simple. Read your yeah. Bible, pray. Remember, and it's like, yeah. man, it's so hard to do. You know, <laughs> yeah. it's so simple, but yeah. you have, and that's where it goes back to you're in a war. Mm-hmm. And if you are in a, we don't understand that, that we're, we're in a war, yeah. man, everything changes when we know that and yeah. we go to battle. I mean, I love, I love the name of this, uh, the series, the, your show, your brand and all like, mm. man, we're in a battle and we yeah. got to be ready. And you mm-hmm. don't want brothers and sisters rolling with you to battle that aren't ready. Right. Right. Just like we have the expectation of a police officer to train, of a SWAT team member to train, of our military to train, or if you work at FedEx, FedEx is huge here, obviously in Memphis. Yeah. We you gotta train. You're like, yeah. Why what when it comes to following Jesus is no different. It's even more so. So mm-hmm. yeah, but it's fun. Man, it's so fun. If I could just invite people into that. I wish you know what I wish I could do? I wish I could take every person listening on a mission trip. Mm. Man, that would, that would, uh, I think that's one of the secret sauces that we're missing too. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Well, because that, that, that war becomes much more of a reality for some reason when you do those trips. Doesn't it? Man, I've been in some dark, dark places and Mm. all you have to rely on are the brothers that you're with and God. Mm. You can't call 911. Nobody knows where you are. You don't have medical team. You don't have like all you have is is God and your brothers. Mm-hmm. And when you're in that, if if you can just translate that into your life, surround yourself with men and women like that. So yeah. if you're listening and you need some more checklist stuff to do, find yeah. the person that is following Jesus the f- most fiercely and passionately, and you go after them and you you model your life like them. Yeah. That's great advice. Great advice. And I think a great note to wrap up on. Um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, man. So anything, anything you want to offer in closing? I think, I think that was a great, a great way to close, but just, I didn't want to, I wanted to give you a chance. Oh no. Hey, anything. yeah. I mean, okay. I'll, we, you know, we always say stay dangerous, uh, but good. And yeah, that's, that's, Keep it simple. Live out yep. your values, wear your values, be in community, love your yep. family, love your wife, find some yep. men and women that you can fight alongside and go to war with. And so, yeah. And, and, and remember you, you are serving the King. You got the best news in the world. Yes. And if you haven't go check out dangerous, but good, it's, we are dangerous, but good.com. Right. And, uh, that'll take you there. Uh, we actually changed it to just dangerous, but good.com. Uh, but both, well, both will that. take you there. Both will take so you whichever there. Whichever you feel like typing yes. in, <laughs> you'll get there. There was just a recent drop where this shirt and the one that I'm wearing and the one that, yep. that Noel's wearing are both available now. And, yep. uh, and I, I too am an ambassador. So you can use the code DBG Dave for, um, for a discount, but so yeah, check man. out dangerous, but good. If there's, is there, uh, a- any other projects you want to mention or if people want to hear more from you, um, where can they go? Yeah. Well, I, I just always, right now we're in a season just encouraging people to, of course, you know, how, how can you support the movement? Uh, I really, I really want this to be a movement. I want it to continue as a movement to encourage communities of people to live this out. So, Pray for us. Uh, prayer being so important. Uh, supporting our mission by you know getting getting things and and living out the values. Uh, and and then we got some cool stuff in the works that that we're really excited about and praying for. We we hope to get some in person things and gatherings and trainings nice. going. Nice. So that that would be really fun. And man, again, I, I definitely want to wrap up by saying thank you to you. Uh, for using your your community and your circle of influence to talk about us and for who you are and what you represent. Like you 
are what the movement embodies. Like that's what it's about. So we, we are so grateful for you and you mean, man, I, a simple thank you just wouldn't do it justice. So thank you, brother. Really, truly uh, means a lot. I appreciate it. I, I'm happy to be a part of it. It's, it is an honor. Yeah, man. Awesome. Right. This has been fun. It has been. We'll have to do it again sometime, but it's, it's been great. I really appreciate your time and your insights. I've, I've been yeah. blessed by them. I hope the people listening have as well. So yeah, I appreciate you. Yeah. Thank you, brother. Thank you. Right. Have a good one. All right. You too.